Welcome back to another episode of the Interchange Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Alvarez. I've got a special guest coming up. Stay tuned. New episode drops right now. Welcome to the Interchange Podcast, a podcast for you, youth, and young adults. The road of life has many ups and downs, twists and turns, and our goal here is to help you navigate these roads and to fulfill your destiny and to be empowered by God. Stay tuned. New episode coming up right now. All right, here she is, my special guest for the evening, unscripted, unplanned podcast with my wife, Lisa Alvarez. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why you said hello like that, but... I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah. Excited to hang out with me? So... Um... Please let our listeners know where we are right now and what's going on. Like, like literally where we are right now. We're on the couch. We're on the couch in our house. The kids are asleep. I was scrolling on my phone until you were like, hey, I want to do a podcast. (laughs) Yes, because being married to me, I am very, what's the word you like to say? I'm very... Spontaneous, impulsive, I don't know. I, I like the a word, mix. wait, wait, wait. I, <laughs> I like the word spontaneous. That more sounds so, more positive. That's more positive. I'm not impulsive. Impulsive. Uh, it, this is not a podcast on jumping on me on my faults, because I know I have many and you're perfect as I roll, do the biggest eye roll to the back of my head. But oh. I just wanted to jump on here because... Things have gone pretty crazy for us the past couple months, wouldn't you have to say? Yeah, the end of 2019 had its uh, little bumps in the road, but 2020, the year of vision, perfect vision. I believe God has already provision set for us in this year, and we're going to walk it out. Yeah, I mean, when we say 2019 ended bad, it was very very rough and I'm going to give my two cents but uh as I sit here I just think about the craziness that happened what was like the first crazy thing that happened towards the end of the last quarter of two, 2019 mm, you went to the emergency room two times yeah well, I'm, that was November yeah um November the first time with my issues with my gallbladder and then we thought everything was going to be okay. And then two months later, what? Again. Again, it happened. I had to have emergency surgery. But that was already in 2020. Okay, and we had a notice that we had to move from our house that we were renting. Yeah, because we... Just under a year because the landlord wanted to move back. That That was tough right before Christmas and we had to move... Literally across the street by the grace of God. And here's the funny thing that happened during this whole process that my wife, who is super strong, super smart, she is very buttoned up, got it all together. I saw her just break down at one point because everything was just happening at one point. Finances weren't there. 
We got told we had to move out of our house. We didn't know where we were going to go. I was in transition period uh, looking for new work uh, because I left the ministry I previously previously was at. So like we didn't know what was going on. And then just craziness started to happen. And what did I tell you during that whole process? That God will provide, open a door. And did he? I mean, next door, literally across the street. He literally opened a door next, the right across like the complex where we lived. I'm getting tongue tied, talk thinking about it because it just speaks to the goodness of God and how He is faithful even when we don't seem and and know what's going on. He's still faithful, and even if things are going bad, He's still good, and He's still our Father, and He still will provide and take care of us. And it's just an amazing fact to see that He did that. But why don't you let the people know what happened when we moved in the first day you walked into this new place? So do the walk around, the walk through. Everything looks good, clean. Get to the downstairs bathroom, and the carpet is squishy. <clears throat> the bathroom toilet was overflowed. I don't know for how many days that there was just yeah. very unsanitary conditions around yeah. the tile and carpet. Yeah, and it's not like I, I don't want our, <laughs> our listeners to think we moved into like a hole in the wall. No, we we're renting a very nice three bedroom condo, and God has been good to us. So it's a beautiful place. What happened was the toilets on the first floor of the units of this condo were on the first floor backed up and they overflowed from the sore from the street into the house. So when we walked into the house, there was literal poop water on our carpets in the bathroom by the laundry room. And like, it was just craziness. And, and I'm sitting there thinking like, could anything else go wrong in this season and then a week later, it happened again. Was it a week later? I mean, it happened like two or three times in the same month that we moved in. Yeah. So the month of January, <clears throat> it backed up three times in the month of January. I mean, there's messages in that, you know, you, you got to clean your pipes, uh, whatever that means. But it was just craziness. And then I get hit with this gallbladder issue where... I feel this pain in my stomach that I felt back in November and I know there's something seriously wrong because when you know something's wrong on the inside of you physically, I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but if you ever had an internal organ go a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know there's something wrong. So I'm sitting there like there's something wrong and we don't have insurance as my wife coughs. Uh, we don't have a drop button, so you'll hear her coughs entirely. Um, so we're, we're, was it a Friday night we went out? Right? Was mm-hmm. it Friday night we went out and hung out with friends? And then Saturday morning, I woke up about 4 a.m. and I wasn't feeling good. And I tried to go back to sleep. I didn't know what was going on. Long story short, I wake up in the morning about 9 o'clock. I just can't get comfortable. I feel this pain in my back and it hurts so bad and the pain is radiating out to my stomach. And I tell my wife and she thinks I'm a hypochondriac. So she's like, no, no, you don't need to go to the hospital. And like, because 
it's expensive and you know we're we're I was waiting for this new job to start so we didn't have insurance and she didn't want me to go to the hospital but I ended up going to the hospital we were fighting on the way to the hospital cuz you didn't want me to go well well I think even before that I think the stress you wanted a job that you really wanted really bad and you found out you didn't get that one. Oh yeah that was another thing there I w- was interviewing since November right a while. Oh. a while yeah two three months going through these interviews for this job and really not knowing what was going on and then they tell me they pick somebody else to get the job and I was pretty devastated because that's the job I set my hearts on and I really really wanted but it fell through and God knows what you need uh testimony I got an even better job than that one and it's God has been good to me but just all that stress and I'm going to the hospital we're arguing I tell you to drop me off <laughs> and I go in the hospital and long story short the doctor comes in and say hey we're going to run some tests they send me in for a CAT scan they don't like what they see and they say, hey, listen, we're going to have to transfer you to another hospital uh, where you possibly might have surgery. And that's a scary moment because I've only had two surgeries in my life, you know, both elective surgeries, one for my back and one for uh, my stomach. What about your neck injury? I never had surgery for my neck injury. Oh, um, long story short, I had uh, issues with my gallbladder. And I had gallstones that entered the ducts to my liver and my pancreas and were blocking and stopping my vital organs from doing what they were supposed to do. And I had to have emergency surgery and they pulled out my gallbladder. It was scary. It's crazy what doctors could do. And thank God for the knowledge that God lets them, enables them to have. Yeah. It's crazy. It's very, very crazy. Um, But even through this whole process, you know, I just felt a peace about everything. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think that's what you learn that like even just don't forget, like even before we got that notice that we had to move when that that's when it all started. That was the first thing. And then it was just like one thing after another. But um, and as you can hear. That was our dryer letting us know that it's done and the clothes are dry. that's another thing, the washer. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. This past, when I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our loyal listeners, our washer machine broke and then we had to buy a new one on OfferUp. We're like crossing our fingers, (laughs) praying that this one works because it's not brand new. No, it's not brand new. It's like OfferUp is a very interesting thing. Like, you're really placing trust on a complete stranger, giving them money. They're dropping a washing machine at your house, and you're hoping it works. Yeah, seriously. You you did all the negotiations for that. But, but uh, anyway, I forgot where we were. I don't know. Our our washing machine got no, us, before. or dryer got us oh, subject. Now, yeah, bef- before that first notice to move, right, um... You know, it felt stressful in the moment, but then, like, you have to look back in stressful moments and and remember the victories that God has got you through that were similar in nature, that if you did it then, he'll do it again. Like, we, 
to, to get to Florida from New Jersey, the situation we were in a year ago. Yeah. There it <laughs> the goes situ- again. Situation we were in a year ago before this happened was seemed more desperate and harder to to even get an answer or to get to a destination than it is with this one that we got. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was uh, that one you needed to move to a completely different state. I had to leave my job that it was a really good job. You had well, to. You, you ended up not leaving that job. Well, that's that. Yeah. But we didn't, test- we didn't know at that time. That's, that yeah. felt very scary. We had to move to. So he gets stops getting paid where we currently are. So you can't rent from the house that we were in New Jersey. We had like a month or two again, again, during Christmas time, a month or two for you to find work for us to move. Me knowing that I'm going to leave a good job so we could move. Um, and finding a place. We, we flew to Florida. We came for a weekend and we had to decide what city and what house we were going to live in in a weekend. Yeah. And then the worry and concern of the kids starting a new school in January in the middle of the year. So much more going on. And so when it happened again, a year later again, where we had to move again at Christmas time, it was annoying and it was a little like scary but yeah there was a little bit more peace because he did it just a year ago and it was worse like it seemed more impossible yeah and the doors just opened yeah and and he did the same thing again and i i remember i was ubering you know just uh carry me through positions and waking up at five o'clock in the morning driving sometimes from five o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night you know, trying to make ends meet so my family could have food on the table and we could, you know, live a decent life. And I'm grateful for, you know, being able to do that. But I remember sitting. Yeah, shout out to Uber because in yeah. all the gaps and the times when you didn't have work, <laughs> that that was your work. It allowed you yeah. to, to be flexible and work when you can. And what's funny is people think like ministry is this beautiful, easy, you know, thing that it just flows well and and there's going to be no issues and it's nothing like that you know i i don't i don't know who's going to listen to this but ministry is not easy being in full-time ministry is not easy um it's a very very hard thing and you grow through it and you just got to trust god through the whole process and um i was sitting at the orlando airport with all my Puerto Rican and Dominican and Venezuelan Uber drivers. Shout out to them. They play dominoes every day. Really, really good guys who, you know, bust their butts to provide for their families. But I'm sitting in my car, I'm listening to worship music, and I just put my head down in the midst of all this craziness, and I'm working 5 in the morning to 7 o'clock at night, and I, and I just start having this argument with God, saying, God, how can you allow this to happen two years in a row, you know, uh, the situation that we left, people were accusing and saying things that weren't true and creating situations that weren't even weren't even close to being true. Um, it, it was just craziness and the stuff with the house and stuff with my health. And I say, God, how can you let this happen? Why why are you allowing this to happen to me? And I heard His voice as clear as day, sitting in that parking lot, Lisa, 
And he said these things. He said, have you considered my servant Job? Because in that moment, I was questioning God. I would, what have I done wrong? What am I doing wrong for this stuff to keep happening to me over and over again? And he said, well, have you considered? That's a misconception well, yeah. that because things are happening bad to you in, in a season of your life, that doesn't mean that you are actually doing something wrong. Exactly. And I had to hear the Spirit of God really say that to me. And he said, have you considered that you've been doing everything right? And it's a shocker because some of us many times will think that the blessing of God is when everything is sunshine and rainbows and, you know, you're walking on cloud nine and everything is going well. I would say to you, sometimes the blessings of God come through seasons of really hard times and knowing that you could only lean on him in that process. And I think that's what happened to us during this whole process. Yeah, I mean, there's a time of stretching. Um, your faith needs to be stretched. Yeah. And sometimes your faith can't be stretched if everything is always rainbows and butterflies. Like, they're, it, we're weird the way we're set up. I mean, in, in a weird way, like, yeah. we distance ourselves from God when everything is sunshine and rainbows. We feel like we don't need to call upon Him. Mm. Think about the times that you really, truly cried on your face and, and got intimate with God. It was in times of desperate need. That intimacy is intimacy that God wants and likes. Like if you, like just like any spouse would want intimacy with their spouse, a lot of times if you really think about the times that you truly cried out like you cried out never before or that you were truly seeking the face of God and just truly wanting to be in His presence, I guarantee you, probably most likely, not everybody, but at least the, the, the majority of people, it's because you were in a need, in a desperate situation. Yeah. And as weird as it is, like if you don't have some friction on in your day to day, like in seasons, like I don't think that your intimacy with God would be as, as close or as strong as it is without those moments. Like yeah. you can't you can't say that you have faith and, and all these things if you don't go through the process like situations are going to happen in seasons but the nice thing like you know the word season it's a season because seasons change yeah. so it's temporal it's just it's learning through that process and god's not concerned with how long it takes right like time doesn't exist for him like yeah, that he's not bound it by exists time. for us yeah so we get stressed out over that stuff when things aren't working out but he's not concerned about you're concerned about getting things done at a certain time. He's not. He's concerned about your character and are you changing? Yeah. That's what he's concerned about. And if that takes look at look at the look at what happened in Exodus, like the whole story. Forty years, right? That seems like forever. Like God, why'd you let him forty years? He wasn't concerned about the time. That didn't exist to him. It was like their character, their personality is again strengthened. Are you walking closer with me? Yeah. You, your level of desperation really shows and will really move the hand of God and how desperate and how bad you want change and how how look at the woman with the issue of blood man you know like talk about desperation that set the table for her miracle and, and you have to be at that point when you get to the end of yourself well I think for us I think like okay why has this been happening like literally always in December like 
year after year oh, we I have didn't to even, move. even mention like even to it, me i feel like look god's trying to grab teach you something in this process get to the point where you can say enough is enough and for us as a family of five and we're done with renting like to us our goal is to purchase a home and i think going through this process and this frustration has taught us hey Get tighten up with your money and your finances and, and be more wise with it. Be a good steward. And this is forcing us to have to because we're saying enough's enough. Like we don't want to be subject to having to get a notice that we have to move again because our landlord wants to move in or for whatever reason. We don't want to, you know, like I think, you know, it's it, we and we got to this point yeah. now that we're here. We're like this year we're really taking it serious, like yeah. trying to save a significant amount. You know, we've done good with whatever with the debt we don't use credit cards anymore we basically cash is king like yeah. back to the old school well, the old jesus ways. is king jesus is according king. according to kanye yeah. <laughs> according to me but yeah. but you know what i mean like and and so i think in that situation that's what i've learned and i think that i mean and, and th- that's why we are so serious now because yeah. we're, we're tired we're done we're, like, we're at I'm the done. end of our ropes we need to change yeah no and i agree and i mean like yeah, the month of December is a rough month for the for this Alvarez clan here, you know? Like it was just crazy. And then a couple of days before Christmas, I find out that my dad has a massive stroke. You know, I wasn't aware oh, of it. It happened uh it happened days prior to me finding out and it really wrecked me and you know, I I love my dad and I I was just like that like it was just a crazy crazy time period. But through it all, God has been faithful, you know, and I preached messages the past year. I the message like I've gone around to different churches and preached a lot. But one of the messages that I kept preaching was seasons. You have to go through seasons, you the grapes and the, the olives before you had new wine flow and before you had new oil being pressed out of olives. You, you had to go through a crushing period. And I preached about it. But yet I really never lived it. Now getting to this point, I can understand that yeah, the greater the crushing. Be, keep, be the, careful the what greater, you preach yeah, about come because on. God sees you, you know, he's up there looking like, look at this, look at my servant preaching something he didn't even go through. Yeah. It's time to, get, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they say, yeah, I mean, most people say, a lot of people say. Don't pray for patience because you're going to be put in situations where your patience is going to be tested. So I've learned not to pray for patience. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to be preaching about something, you're preaching about most preachers preach about things that they're currently going through or they went through. Yeah. Um, And if you're preaching about something you didn't go through, I I would. Yeah, probably but, highly like bet that it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen in the next month or so. I'm gonna start preaching that money's gonna start falling <laughs> from heaven through through our air conditioning ducts. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, and and the key is to stay even, Stephen, through the whole thing and trust God through the whole process because our emotions will get involved and our emotions will make us make rash decisions and and be upset about something and. Like, for example, like when they informed me that I didn't get this job that I was really hoping to get, like I got really angry and I sent a pretty, pretty not nice. It wasn't an ungodly email, but it was a very strong email saying, you know, thank you for like basically wasting my time for three months holding me on that, 
if you knew you weren't going to give me the position, you should have told me in the beginning and not until, you know, a couple days after Christmas. And yeah, your emotions will get the better of you. But if you can keep your emotions and your feelings in check and rely on God and rely on what the fact of what the word of God says through the process, you're, you'll make it through the other side. You know, like I, I remember seeing like you tear up and you were crying in the kitchen and then you're like, I, I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. And yeah, it's good to have feelings, but you can't let your feelings have you. And I think that's, that's set us aside going through this process that even in the midst of all this craziness, we didn't let our feelings get the best of us. You know, it, it actually brought us closer together within our marriage. And I, I don't think there could be anything that could really push us apart because we've been through, we've been through it. And the key is just to keep moving. There's only way, one way you can keep going is walking forward. You really can't. There's no turning back. Like, that's just not an option. So quitting's not an option. So you got to keep going. Yeah. So, you know, on a lighter note, you know, shifting from the serious stuff, as we sit here at 12 plus in the morning, our kids are sleeping. What have you learned about being a parent in this season? And shout out and kudos to my wife because I, I work a lot and I do a lot, but she really is there helping the kids with their homework. And all three of our kids are on honor roll, which is a shocker, because if you know me and how I used to be in school, having my kids on honor roll is a huge blessing. And I have to tip my hat to you. You are a great mom and you get on the kids, you know, and you make sure that they get their homework done. But that's the most stressful time of the night. Oh, homework. Three kids homework and the the testing these assessments that these the kids have coming up at, towards the end of the school year it's like they put so much emphasis on this testing and a lot of homework comes home like packets that have to be done in a week to prepare them for testing and the preparation's great you know there's a message in that but it's just stressful on the parent <laughs> I- some of the math homework they bring home oh, is just like, word. oh, it's rough. And if I could, you and know, mind you, they're not even up to fifth grade yet, and it's yeah. already getting difficult. Kindergarten, third grade, and fourth grade cake. Yeah, that's first easy. grade's cake, second grade's cake, third grade is still pretty reasonable. Fourth grade, tough. I'm like, JC, you're on your own. Yeah, if I could, <laughs> no. if but I could videotape. Oh yeah, YouTube helps and. You, and you learn. Well, we we just teach ourselves because yeah. they teach math now, like not like how we learned it. So it's, I mean, yeah. and so half of the math they're teaching these kids, like honestly, they should just bring like budgeting, balancing checkbooks, oh, yeah. finance, like real deal life, like yeah, unless not they're going to be like an engineer or a a surveyor or doing something like that. No, I agree. Should I say bring back home economics? Like I think they still have that. In I don't know. Do they? I don't know. I haven't I been mean, in high like, school in a while. How time. many kids you know, like, you know, are going to grow up, get married, not even know how to cook a meal. Like everybody's going out to eat. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but you just got to rotate meals like we do. Cause I our mean, kids are super picky. But if I could videotape, if I could videotape you, Homework time? Homework time with the kids, especially with Lila when she doesn't want to do her homework. She's been better. Now she's good. Like she, cause, because the key is she, she's, she gets it. So once she gets it, 
it's Ooh, not it's not hard. That could preach. It's that right process there. in the beginning month, months of school when she just didn't know it as well. But see, that's why that all that homework and stuff is good, like that preparation. But it's super stressful though. Even the preparation process is good, but preach, stressful. Preach on that girl. It's still stressful. Yeah, well, you might not. But understand. now look, now she got honor roll this past quarter. That's crazy. First time. And I did not expect that. And she does her homework a lot quicker now. Because I love she, my daughter, but I did not expect it. that. Yeah. Well, she gets she, it. She's and that, that could be a lesson to those who are listening to this video. Listen to this video. Oh, my goodness. Pre- proper preparation prevents poor, poor performance. performance. That is like a motto to live by yeah. in anything. Yeah. You got to prepare. You got to you, you got to put the time in so you could be successful. And I guess our human nature in general is we, we want to do less work and get more reward. But the true reward comes in the pre- the perseverance and preparing in the beginning of a thing. Well, the reward feels so much greater when you do put in the work. Yeah. If you get a reward without putting it in the work, you're just going to, you're not going to, it's not going to mean much to you. Like when I fixed the washer machine because it was leaking after we got this one from OfferUp and the water stopped. <laughs> Like I'm not, listen, my listeners and I'm not handy at all. Like I grew up very privileged in a home where I had people fix things left and right. I had people drive me to hockey games. Like I, I grew up very privileged and I was, you know, it was a blessing, but also in that it was a curse because I don't, I'm not handy. Like if you need me to basic life skills, you lose. Well, don't, don't make it seem like I can't function. I can function, (laughs) but I'm not handy. I can't like build things and, and like, I can't use a power to, I can use a drill. That's like basically it. But like, I'm trying to figure out why this new washer machine is not working and I fix it. And like the, the sense of accomplishment of doing something Shout out to all the handyman out there. That's like an awesome thing to have. <laughs> wow. <And> you're, <laughs> you're, you're throwing shade at me right to my face. I but appreciate that. But you're getting better because you're, you're. I have to. You have to. I have, I have no choice. Like I've kind of helped fix your radiator in your car a little bit um, by mm-hmm. taking it to the mechanic. <laughs> We're not even getting into my car. That's a Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. But it will be paid off soon. And then. No car payments. The, nope. Listen, the best car, the best payment, the best car payment for cars is no payment at all. Oh, that's facts. I can't wait. I would. You don't want to be can't indebted to, to things have that have no, no. Like payment. I have a new mindset. Like I don't want to be indebted to things that have no eternal value. You know, I don't want to be a slave to things of this. Like so many people are slave to their credit card, slave to their bills. They can't sleep because of their finances and they can't fulfill their eternal promise and their, their what they've been designed to accomplish because everybody on this earth has been put on this earth to accomplish something. And you will never accomplish what God has called you to accomplish if you become more of a slave to this world, if you become a slave to finances, if you become a slave to alcohol, if you become a slave to sex, if you become a slave to whatever it may be, you'll never accomplish what God has called you to be. And for me, I don't want to be a slave to anything I want to I want to live for God. I want I want him to bless me. I want him to bless my family and I want him to be my main focus in fulfilling what he's called me to do. And no matter what it is, no matter what field, I may not be in full-time ministry right now, but I still have ministry in me. And that's just something, you know, uh you kind of wrestle with. And you know what's funny is we had people come into my job yesterday and they bought some 
equipment. And um, long story short, the guy had a fish uh, keychain, and they were from Argentina. And I was like, you know, I asked him, especially tú eres cristiano? He's like, sí, sí, me voy a la iglesia allá. It's like, yo soy Pentecostal. Like, he's a Pentecostal guy. This And we were just talking. And he goes, how you, you've been in this business long? He's like, no, I've been doing ministry for years now. Like, that's been my, my thing. I'm, and and the woman, like, she goes, ah, oh, that's good. You can have a regular job and you can still do ministry, you know, and and I've learned something, and I'm going to talk about it. It's a pretty serious podcast, the next one I've, uh, I'm going to do. But um, you can do both. You can provide for your family, which should be your first ministry, and then do other ministry. But again, there are people who just will put so much into their ministry that they'll forget their families, and I've seen that firsthand. And for me, I'm I'm grateful that I get to provide for my family and have an opportunity to make an uncapped amount of uh, finance money for my family so I can be a blessing to my family and be a blessing to the kingdom of God. And I'm just so grateful. You know, I'm great. Like I, I could sit back now in February saying I'm grateful for what I went through from November to mid-January because I've come out stronger I've come out better. I may not look the same. I may not have all the pieces that I had going into those seasons because I'm missing part of my body. They removed my gallbladder and all that stuff around there. And I'm not I'm not the same person. But guess what? I I'm still going. I'm still moving. I'm still going forward. So I I don't care who's listening to this, where you're listening to it, what country. Like I said, nah I have people, you know, we look at the the view the views and the list I don't know what they call it where people listen from we have people in Iran we have people from all over the world who listen to this podcast and I want to let you know no matter where you are who you are what you're doing that God has a plan for you and you have to trust him through the process it may look grim it may look like the sky is falling you know, I'm reminded in this moment, and I feel, really, I feel the presence of God to say this. I'm reminded of Paul when he was on the way to Rome. God said, you will, uh, he told Paul, he said, you're going to go to Rome. You're going to go before, you know, um, the emperor of Rome. You're going to see him. And yet he was on a boat and storms was raging. The boat crashed, but he still got to where he needed to be. He did not get there the way he thought he would. But he eventually got there. So I just want to encourage you, I mean, I no matter what. Our pastors say, like, most of the gospel, like, the New Testament and was was written when um, Paul and was in chains, when people were yeah. in bondage. And yet in those words, and while in bondage with chains in their hands, they're, they're telling us and encouraging and exhorting the people to press on, to continue to hold firm the yeah. faith. There had to be some some deep connection with God in those moments again because it was a distressful moment. Yeah. That they were that close to God where they can write half of the gospel encouraging us. Well when they were in chains, they weren't in glory they weren't in like rainbows and sunshine yeah, yeah. moments. They were in chains. Yep. And, and they were telling us to not to take heart, to not lose the, yeah. the faith, to finish it strong. Finish strong. Like there's something there's something there's something a connection and strength 
that you never know that you get until you're in those moments of bondage. And, yeah. and as long as you make the choice to move forward and, and press in, you get filled. And, and it's, you it's have an to interesting dynamic. Things. And you have to go through those things. Are they necessary? They're absolutely necessary. And I'll end it with this thought because so many people, you know, Christian people, when they get saved, they just have heaven on their mind. Oh, if I can just get to heaven, I'll be like, listen, if it was God's original intent, intent, like when you get saved, you go to heaven right away. No, you're still on this earth for a purpose and that you got to go through things here on this earth for a reason, for a purpose, because there are lost people all around you that need to hear that God has a plan for his life. And I'm circle back to what I was saying. I don't care who you are, what country you're from, how old you are, what you may be struggling with. God still has a plan for you and the good work that he started in you, he will accomplish. Lisa, I'm grateful. I think this was a good episode. I think that we talked about stuff and I hopefully it helped somebody. Uh, you get last word because even in our our intense fellowships, which is a fancy way of saying our arguments, um, you always get the last word because you're very opinionated. I'm always right, duh. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and she's humble too. Uh, but you get the last word. Encourage the people on our way out. Hmm. Well, I mean, just like I said, be encouraged um, even in tough times because in those tough times, in dark times, light shines the brightest in the darkness. So um, that is a lot. That is hoping in itself, just even a visual of when it's dark and you turn on a light, um, you see the light and the light shines brighter when when it is dark. So just continue to be that light to people around you that are in dark places and when you're in a dark place that you go and you seek who is the light, which is Jesus, get into his presence, press in, and um, it can only get better from there. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Interchange Podcast. We are grateful for you, our listeners, and uh, we're praying for you. And if you like our podcast, rate us. We've gotten so many ratings so far. I'll well, it's important. It's Don't do the hand talk motion. It's important. It's important that you like this, you share this, send this to somebody if it's blessed you. Have a great day, night, afternoon, car ride, whatever you're doing, workout, whenever you're doing listening to this podcast. We're grateful. We love you. We're praying for you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Why did I try to end that like it was a phone call? <laughs> Oh, man, that's why I love this unscripted real stuff. God bless you. We love you.